All right, James, time to put your legal hat on. Give us the disclaimer. This podcast is for educational purposes only. We are not doctors, but rather we're just trying to educate the general public to be better informed in their well-being decisions. Pop quiz, what are you not? A doctor. I've handsome. You're also not a doctor, <laughs> so you pass. Uh, if you're considering medical cannabis prescription, make sure to speak to a doctor. Let's well- go. <laughs> oh, there you go. Welcome back. Let's go, yeah, let's uh, go. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, I'm James with Charlie. We're the, the co-founders of the Cannabis Clinic. We're back with our favorite cannabis scientists. Let's Beautiful. go, Johnny. Let's go. Thank you very much. Hello. Hello, everyone out there. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the topic of conversation today is uh, traveling. Um, mm. it's, it's a question that I get asked from time to time from patients, often late at night, the night before their flight, I'll get a text being like, hey, James, I'm flying to insert state or territory or even insert country tomorrow. Can mm. I take my prescription? <laughs> it's, uh, it's simultaneously a very easy question to answer and also a little bit more complicated depending on the circumstance. But at a very high level, the short answer is yes. If you are flying within Australia to any state or territory, you are allowed to take your medically prescribed cannabis medication as long as you meet the obvious criteria. Those being that you're taking yeah, it what's in. That? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks. Uh, obvious. Thanks, thanks yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so you need to, to obviously make sure that you have a legal prescription yeah. uh, from 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 a practitioner and the. Prescription itself can be the the proof of prescription that the clinic gives you, like a letter from the the medical professional, or it could be the prescription itself, a copy from the pharmacy. And on the, say you've got flour and it's in a little tub, it will obviously have the dispensing information and you want to have some kind of ID with you so you can verify that I am the person who who this was prescribed to. Um, But assuming it's a legal prescription, assuming you've got some kind of evidence of the prescription and it's in the container which you um were prescribed you're not you know carrying it in a plastic baggie um then it is you know that's probably a harder conversation to have uh then it is legal to to fly within australia um with your medical cannabis treatment whatever the dosage form that's hectic i did not know that (laughs) i did not know that that's nuts so you can fly anywhere in australia with your prescription the proof ID, like uh, all of that jazz, um, and it's a okay. One hundred percent, like one hundred percent. It's hard to wow. get. Well, it's hard to get your head around because the stigma and association that you have with cannabis. Yeah, but I don't know. I often say to patients, like when it comes to conversations with your employer or, or flying things like this, like treat it in the way that you would treat antidepressant medication or stimulant yeah. medication for your ADHD. You know, like would you? take your dexamphetamine medication for ADHD on a plane? If so, then you can take your your, your medical cannabis treatment. So sniffer dogs who are trained at the airport to, to sniff out drugs and uh, possession of drugs for people, they come up to you, oh, you've got a little highlighted bit of sniffer dogs. Go yeah, and take the reins. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 done, I done my research. I knew, I knew that dogs came up. That was the first thing you have, right? Is it's like, cool. It's from all movies that I've ever watched that it's the fear that you get from going to the airport with any sort of like drugs on your possession. The sniffer dogs are walking around. They put fear in your mind. 100%. And like, don't get me wrong. Like you might have a bad experience where you get some, you know, to speak candidly, some douchebag security officer at the airport who comes up with a sniffer dog and starts hurling accusations at you. But 
at the end of the day, like you've got your legal rights. If it's a, a, a medical prescription made by a practitioner, you've got the supporting documentation. You are allowed to take it into state. And the, the reason is, of course, because medical cannabis is legal in every state and territory. And therefore, if you're walking into state, driving into state, or flying into state, you're allowed to you're allowed to carry it. Wow. Johnny, your thoughts? <laughs> I recently met someone who actually did this. So I, I was a bit taken aback, but uh, it sounded quite reasonable to me after thinking about it, just like any other medicine, right? But the good news was that this person, they packed their medicinal cannabis. They actually had flour. They had it in the container. They had their prescription with them. They had it in their carry-on. And they were traveling from Queensland to Melbourne. And they thought, oh, okay, this is going to be a bit of a test. Let's see what happens. Not sure. Could get in trouble here. Could be a bit of strife. <laughs> and nothing happened. <laughs> Literally, they they were on boarded to the plane. They got off at Melbourne. No questions, no, they went through the x-ray machine, you know, like their baggage went through, all good. Um, so so there's a case study uh, that you know I, I heard firsthand. and they were they were so timid, so scared about it because obviously, yeah, like you're saying, there's the sniffer dogs, uh, there's a lot of authority at the at the at the airport. Um, that were so worried about it that they didn't even tell the people that they were traveling with because no they way. thought that if they told them, then then they would start to freak out, right? So, like, they're just like, look, I'm not going to tell my friends that I've packed my, my cannabis until they got on the plane. And then the friend was like, oh, oh. Oh really? Oh God! <laughs> but she did. She did do her research though beforehand, knowing this is actually going to be okay. I might just have I to talk to him a little bit so, more. Or was she I, really I, just having a swing? I don't know. I don't know. She didn't really, really say. Yeah. All, all they said was like, "Yeah, you know, they they put it in their bag. They got on the plane. They went through the X-ray. They went through all the standard procedures, and nothing." nothing happened like it was just a completely normal traveling interstate um process so yeah uh that was quite quite comforting and it's i think that's huge like think about that guys we're living in times where you can literally take cannabis legally onto a plane then travel to a different state in australia and it's all good like that is that is amazing. Um, so, yeah, fantastic stuff. But then we're so far, like it, looking at it from a stigma point of view, it's like we're so far in certain aspects. Like even I say what I do for work, people are like, oh, you're a drug dealer. I'm like, great. You have <laughs> just two brain cells. So, <laughs> like there's that side of things. And then there's also how far forward we actually are in some aspects as well. Like I didn't know airports would be that uh, open to it already, but like, Maybe they are. They're probably they're probably ahead of the times than we are. Who knows? Yeah. Well, it makes sense. You know, it makes sense. It's just that, like, like James said, it's think about it as like any other medicine. Would you kick up a fuss about if you needed your antidepressants or you know anything else? 
No, mm. you just put it in your bag and and um, be done with it. Or your heart medication, like me, mm. you know, I have to take a whole kit, right? <laughs> I have to take like you know every day for the for, for every day that I'm traveling. We got a whole little kit, so um, yeah. But that's great news, man. Great news. So, so if the question is, can I travel interstate mm-hmm. uh, or, or to another territory in Australia with my medication? The answer is yes. As far as the logistics go, I can't find any advice online regarding like carry-on versus checked baggage, whether it matters. So, uh, from conversations I've had with patients who have done both it's not an issue either way so i don't think you have to worry about you know making sure that you put it in your your checked luggage um but don't quote me on that because that's actually something that that's unclear whether you know there's a preference is maybe safer to just Mm. chuck it in your checked baggage so you don't have to worry about going through security with it on you but Mm. uh, as we said it doesn't actually matter um but as far as like equipment if you take a you know a, a, a bong or or something like that then that might cause problems because you're not taking your medication for the prescribed purpose if you or for in the prescribed manner so something like a, a vaporizer a dry herb vaporizer you're allowed to take like that's the tool mm. that you use to consume yeah. your your, medi- your your medication in the same way that I don't know, like a, a syringe that you might need if you've got a medication where you inject something. You know, you're mm. you're allowed to take the equipment that you need yeah, to consume your right. medication. Mm. Exactly, mm. exactly. So, so vaporizers are completely fine. Um, but the, the 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 one important thing to underscore is do take it in your um prescribed uh tub or if it's an oil in the bottle um just so that uh there's no confusion because so no baggies i think yeah i think if you you chuck a couple nugs in 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 a baggie you might have a much harder time (laughs) having the conversation and also practically it's 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 harder to have the the, make the argument that this is my actual prescribed medication Mm. how do do they know Mm. um but that's within australia if we then have the conversation about overseas that's where at the start of this conversation we said that in some ways, this question is easy to answer, and that largely pertains to domestic flights. It gets a little bit more complex when it comes to international travel. Uh, just to put it out there, we're not on the podcast going to say definitively that you can or can't take medical cannabis to any particular country. The important thing to do is to do your own research. And I would actually make contact with the embassy in that specific country to get in writing confirmation that you're allowed to take what you want to take um, to avoid to avoid any major issues Um, because practically speaking even in countries that are more progressive let's say the US where there might be some states where it's a non-issue if you're flying from Australia and you've got to stop stop over in the Middle East (laughs) maybe maybe you can have some problems there so in Mm -hmm. fact you're almost certainly gonna have some problems Uh, yeah Uh, Russia um, yeah yeah, Indonesia I, I mean like look at the past cases right uh, Brittany Griner in, in from the US, who was a basketball player, took her cannabis over to Russia where she was playing basketball and look what happened to her. She got locked up. Uh, so, yeah, I would be very cautious about taking it overseas. And James, that's great advice. Definitely check with the embassy because there could be some countries that allow it. But, yeah, best to check. For sure. How how long how long was she locked up for? I I am behind with the times. I think it was like a year, and they a did year. Have yeah, like at least a, a year. Yeah, at least a year, and they had to fight to get her out. Like they had 
I think they had to do some sort of prisoner swap or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. To get for, her out. For a basketball from Oz or no, from no, no. the States. This is one of the best WNBA basketball players. Oh my God. Brittany Grammer. She's a, she was a gun and she she went over, uh, the American team went to Russia to play basketball, I believe, and uh, she bought yeah. cannabis. She got caught. They locked her up and she was in awful conditions for over 12 months. Oh, and only yeah. recently was she released. She balled yeah. again. I have no idea. <laughs> we should find that out. She's smoking again. Yeah. <laughs> she's back to it. Damn. Uh, so, so for international travel, like looking at close countries, like in New Zealand, it looks as though is one jurisdiction where you are allowed to, to take medical cannabis. Now, yeah. please don't follow anything that we discuss mm-hmm. from here and then, you know, send us an angry email saying i followed your advice i'm one jack. year locked up yeah yeah like you know <laughs> even if you are a professional basketball player. yeah but uh like the, the important thing is that if you follow the um directions that we discussed before the, the medication has been prescribed by a doctor you've got a copy of the prescription or a letter from the medical practitioner and importantly you declare the product on your passenger arrival card then taking your prescription cannabis to new zealand is allowed um there are small things to keep in mind, like you can't bring more than a three-month supply of a CBD product or a one-month supply of another product. So if it's got THC, it, you, you can't take more than, you know, if you prescribe a gram a day, more than 30 grams, mm-hmm. um, which is still, you know, a significant amount of cannabis to be taking on an international flight. Yeah. Um, and you do have to carry the product in the initial um, container. So that was just New Zealand, right? Like you can, but you've got to be careful how you do it. You've got to be careful how much you take and you've got to disclose it. So it, it, it's pretty apparent that when you do travel overseas, um, you basically you want to make sure that you're, you're, you're crystal clear on what you can and can't do. And I personally would want a letter from the embassy confirming what, yeah. what I'm doing is okay in writing so that yeah, I can present right. at the airport. Like that's that's the probably the only way that you could do it. So you found that on the government, the New Zealand government website. Yeah, what I'm looking at now is health.gov.nz. Um, so preferably go through a government website of that country, where, yeah. insert, insert country, whatever you are, rather than just a random blog that say Johnny wrote and then just go, oh, I believe Johnny, I'm going to do it. You know, like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> not even like the country, like even the state, because obviously yeah, like in America, yeah, for yeah. example, they've got different laws state by state. So it matters not just, you know, the, the federal policy, but also the state policies. So. And if you're traveling and you're thinking about it and you go, oh, no, nah, probably not. Have a look because like Thailand just popped up, legalized everything. So, so the, the funny thing is like- It could be the other way. If you're a country that is more understanding about it all, you can probably get something there anyway. True. You know, yeah, yeah. If, it's, if, if, if it's risk, you know, taking something you shouldn't take on a plane or, you know, like just have a different version of the medication while, while you're overseas, you know, that might be particularly going to Thailand these days, I guess. Yeah, a lot of things to consider. Nice. Well, that's long form. I want to talk about short forms still because I know a lot of people are in the dark, a little bit um, misinformed just about I have a cannabis prescription. Where can I take it? Because we've like growing up, everyone's always like the place to do it is hidden in some basement if you're going to be smoking with your friends um, and you are always passing that police will open the garage door at some point and you will all be done. So now you have a prescription. For your medication, uh, what a lot of people are asking: What can you actually do? Where can you actually go? So, is is, is the idea here? If you are going on a 
trip from Melbourne to Sydney and you're in an Airbnb and you're like, cool, like when and where can I actually take my medication? doesn't have to be a trip. I mean, literally, I've got my medication has been delivered to my house. Am I, smoke, am I smoking in my house or am I, I even had someone who was asking whether they can take their oil to work. Mm. So there's those type of questions of people just yeah. not, not, not being sure at all where you can. There may have been a stigma level um, on, on there as well, but he was like, I, I don't know if I can actually have this at work. Am I going to be banned from working there? Like, is it just when I work at home and then I'm getting my relief and then I go to work and I hate it, you know? Yeah. And it's a good point. And it's something patients ask all the time. And like the advice I, I often give, not legal advice, but helpful, <laughs> practical advice is like, it's, it's just like any other prescription medication, you know, obviously driving with THC, you've, you've got to be careful. There's no medical defense, but beyond that, if you're using the medication as prescribed, you know, if, if you feel comfortable taking your stimulant medication for ADHD, you know, out, out the front of your house and you can take your, a couple drops of your oil, mm. you know, obviously like with a vaporizer, um, you, you, you're not allowed to consume it, um, in other forms if you've got flour and therefore you can't be having a joint or a pipe or a bong or, or whatever it might be, in, you know, uh, mm. I was going to say in public, technically in private too. But, uh, but if you're using your, your, your vaporizer, you know, as long as there's no no smoking signs, you know, yeah. if you if you wouldn't have a cigarette there, you wouldn't have your vaporizer there. Uh, so maybe not on planes, for example. <laughs> but yeah, otherwise, it's uh, you're, you're taking your medication as prescribed by a medical professional. Well, the forms the forms the big one then uh, having it in the vape. So you uh, you can walk if you have a prescription uh, for flour, you can walk around the streets uh, in no smoking areas with your vape. Uh, and you can uh, take a prescription medication, uh, but then in it, smoking areas, in, 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 in places areas. where in places where you can smoke a cigarette, you can use your medical vape. Correct. Yeah. 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 Correct. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a really good answer for people that potentially wouldn't have known. Yeah. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And it's, it's it's so interesting because sometimes patients will ask these kind of questions, and I don't really understand why they're asking. It's like you know, like would you? Would, would you think twice about taking your antidepressant medication or would you take your antidepressant medication to work? Um, but, but you can understand why given the stigma and the associations that people have with cannabis that, you know, cause it's hardly considered medication yet, really. Like that's from a lot of patients, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's because it ha never has been. And now suddenly it's just like, there's cannabis and there's medical cannabis. It's a new thing, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> like it's grass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that, that that was traveling. I like the little diversion as to when and where can you actually consume it. So definitely not yeah. on a plane. Please mm. don't please don't do that. You'll cause a lot of headaches for yourself. Yeah. Uh, but domestically, uh, interstate to another territory, you can uh, take your medication, make sure that it's in the container that was prescribed. You've got some kind of proof of prescription, whether it's a letter from the practitioner or uh, the script itself from the pharmacy, um, and uh, and 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 make sure that you you've got you've got your supporting documentation available, and uh, and you're fine for international travel. Have a conversation with the embassy. Get something in writing to be safe. One example is New Zealand, where you can do it, but there's limitations as to how much you can take, and you've got to be careful. So just make sure you dot your eyes and cross your t's. Mm -hmm. But it's something that can be done. Exciting. Any closing remarks, Johnny? Uh, no, that's great stuff. Um, I think that uh, having a prescription is uh, very handy these days, um, as well as all the benefits that you get from, from cannabis. 
I know that uh, it's benefited me and uh, I'm, I, once my PhD is done, I look forward to traveling with my prescription. <laughs> <laughs> so no travel, on, no travel on the cards anytime soon for you? No, no, no. I've got, uh, I, yeah, I've, I've got a deadline of two months from now. I've put that on myself. So hopefully I can meet that deadline. And then after that, my life can get back to normal. I can start <laughs> socializing again. I can start traveling again. Um, so thanks guys for the information and yeah, I look forward to, to traveling once my, my PhD. <laughs> I'll, I'll be in Europe at the start of August. So, uh, come find me there and we'll celebrate together your, uh, you um, your PhD. <laughs> uh, thanks for Fine. listening guys. Well, uh, we'll see you on the next one. Done. See ya.